Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hi, everybody. CB here, and welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We wanted the goal of our podcast and our company to be to share stories, to inspire each other and the world, and help people feel a little less alone when things are happening in their life. So you will hear lots of interviews on this podcast, but we definitely wanted the first one to be CS. So I will be interviewing CS today. I know a lot of you know briefly about her sister, Shannon, but I really wanted to ask her some questions that we haven't asked before or shared with you guys. So you guys really have a full understanding of her story and know that at any given moment, our lives could change and to always be thinking about the legacy we want to leave behind for everyone in the world. And hopefully CS can help help inspire you guys today, even though this might be a little hard for her and could be a little hard for some of you to hear, but we're going to leave you inspired. Are you ready? Maybe we shouldn't have done this one in person. I know. It's okay. Okay. We'll be good. All right. Okay. So many people know the story of what happened to your sister, Shannon, but I want you to really take all of us back to July, 2014 and everything that was leading up to that day okay so do people cry on podcasts is that like acceptable it's acceptable because sometimes I can get through things really easily and then sometimes it's like waterworks yeah it's okay feel the feelings I mean it's like that with everything for me but okay but I really do think this is important so I'm gonna do my best yes okay so my cousin Zachary died on July 19th so I got a phone call from my sister Shannon the day after Zachary died because I was at a wedding the night before and I guess nobody saw it fit to I don't know I I I don't know but she called me the next morning I remember we were at our friends in Kansas City and she called me and was like one of those like are you in a place where you can sit down type of, and I was like bracing myself and was not prepared to hear that our little cousin Zachary had died from a drug overdose. And my aunt Kelly, Zachary's mom called me and asked me if I would give the eulogy at Zach's funeral. And of course I was so honored to be able to do that. And so Uh, The week was on a Thursday. My sister's lifelong friend, Chrissy, watched Maddie for me so that I could go to the wake without her. And I remember, and when you look back, when things happen like this and you can think back, these are the things that it's like the flowers in the sidewalk, like Mm -hmm. the, the little things that you hold dear and didn't know that you would need to. But it's all, I, I'm in St. Louis and my sisters are, we're both in education. 
but we didn't always, my mom, my dad, and my sisters and I go to dinner. So it was a very, very, very rare treat that we said, hey, this is kind of crazy. What a wild idea, but why don't we go to dinner? It's been years since we have done that. And so I had to get Maddie from Chrissy and I said, Shannon, do you want to go get a table or do you want to come with me? And she's like, I'll get a table. She's like, you know, Chrissy and her house, it's so big. And I just wish it was mine. And in my mind, it's like, I didn't really think anything of it at that time. But then fast forward, I'll tell you more about that, but kind of how that was special. But then also the most special thing was that the five of us plus Maddie, but she was a baby, went to dinner and little did I even know to think like this is going to be the last time because I couldn't remember the time that we had done it last. But I'm glad that we did that, obviously. And it was sad because we had just mourned and we were grieving for Zachary and then the next day was the funeral and I rode with my my mom and Shannon and her two boys Connor and Danny and they lived with my parents because Shannon and her husband David had finalized their divorce in early July and I was staying with my parents so we were all together and I remember that she was getting some really hurtful texts from him And she was crying in the front seat and the boys were in the back and Maddie and I were in the middle of the van. And one of them asked, like, why are you crying? What's wrong with daddy? What's daddy doing? And she, I mean, just thinking about like her goodness and that sounds kind of corny, but she was like, daddy is just hurting and so is mommy and it's nothing you need to worry about and it could have been so easy to be like your dad is a piece of this and he's talking garbage but she didn't and I'm so glad she didn't because it's made my job so much easier now I know I know because I witnessed that that she would not want me to Mm -hmm. curse his name or anything like that so so anyhow we went to the funeral and um It was really hard. And then after, I knew I had to catch a flight back to St. Louis, but we had a little bit of time to go to the piecemeal. And I remember I was trying to eat, and you know, when you have the baby. And I was thinking to myself, well, at least I don't have them both. Like, there's the bright side. But Shannon just swooped in and took Maddie away from me and was like doing this little thing that she did, like nibbled on her neck. And and I was so thankful. and, And I said goodbye to everybody. So I don't really specifically remember like my last goodbye, but... I was thankful for her and then because she was when you have to like think about who's your person she was definitely my person so um I I just I uh, let me think where to pick up so we went and we had a beautiful weekend with my mother-in-law and father-in-law Lake of the Ozarks And then on Sunday, July 27th, it's my father-in-law's birthday. And Ryan, who was two, almost three, caught his first fish. And we had a great drive back to St. Louis. Talked about Zachary and the weekend and kind of was processing things. And Shannon, I talked to her on the way back, like an actual phone conversation. She's one of the only people that I really talk to on the phone regularly. And she was going to her classroom. She's a second grade teacher. So she was going to her classroom to get 
things rolling and I was sad I wasn't there because in the past I've really loved doing that with my sisters like helping them with like cutting letters or just decorating the bulletin boards and and then we got off the phone and she texted me that she and the boys watched heaven is for real that weekend and just how good that was and that's one of another one of those things that when I look back I'm just so glad that they got to experience that movie together and I hoped that she believed that that she would go to heaven because that makes it you know the load a little lighter I think Mm -hmm. and then and then I mean you know you you're texting with your sister and then you get home and you do whatever you do you don't imagine that this could happen but I was giving Ryan and Maddie a bath and I had my phone in the bathroom but it wasn't on vibrate or ring or anything like that so it was like flipped over on the rug and I remember after a period of time I was really proud of myself for not like being on my phone and actually spending time with my kids and I thought I need to take a picture and I looked and I had I think it was three missed calls. It might have been four missed calls from my mom and my dad. And I was like, hmm, that's not very common. And I didn't even look to see if I had texts, but I called my mom back because that's the person that had called last. And she was like, she's gone. And I was like, what? Like, I literally had no idea what she was talking about. And she was like, your sister is gone he killed her and then he killed himself. And I was like, I mean, imagine hearing that. I mean, about your person and from your mom and and my, my oldest sister, Janet and I, we always joked that Shannon was the favorite and, and she was, (laughs) she, and she always will be. So I have absolutely no problem with it. And I didn't then either. It was just kind of funny, but knowing that like my mom was telling me this. And when I think back about that, just breaks my heart. And I just remember like, I did not need any details, but once it sunk in, I was like screaming, I think. And just like lost my mind and Doug ran in and I screamed and I told him, this is like Shannon's dead. David killed her and then he killed himself. And I didn't know anything. He took over with the kids and I just remember I went downstairs and I like, I mean, what what do you compare it to? Like a temper tantrum sort of like pounding on the hardwood floor and just being like, I lost my mind and I didn't even know what to do. I called my best friend, Colleen, and I don't think she could even understand what I was saying, but she understood enough to know like she's coming over so she and her husband showed up not long after that my mother-in-law showed up and before I knew it we were repacking our bags that we kind of just unloaded and Doug and I were off to Indy and I mean I don't really know where am I supposed to end with this but all I remember on that trip I remember two things I remember three things one of them is kind of irrelevant. It was just, I had so many texts from so many people. I know that I told you what happened. Mm -hmm. 
And you were the only person that I texted what happened because I called Colleen. My parents had called me. I remember that, all the texts and all of the outpouring of love. And I remember stopping at a gas station and being really pissed off at everybody in the gas station and being like, my life's over, but so happy you get to live yours, which is so unlike me. And I just remember being like, I'm never going to go into gas station and smile ever again. But like as if that was my happy place before or something, which, you know, sometimes just depends on what they have. But um, and then I remember me saying to my husband, you know, we're moving to Indiana. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> what was he going to say? But yeah. Um, so we drove to Chrissy's house. And as I mentioned, Chrissy has two kids and all these bedrooms and I'm jealous. And thank God, because Chrissy housed my mom, my dad, myself, Doug, when he was there and Ryan and Maddie for many months, her amazing husband and their two boys who are, I don't even know what to call them. They're more, they're not sons, but they're like, they're like nephews and they're like cousins to my kids. I mean, they are our family now. And I'm so thankful for their huge house mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's why they had it. That is, that's really why they had it. Mm-hmm. And so it's helped me to be less, you know, like judgmental and just little things like that along the way. But, um, my mom was sitting on Chrissy's front porch and her little, she still has it pink bathrobe and, my dad is in his like gray little shorts and probably a Xavier t-shirt because I don't think he owns much else. And I just remember I went upstairs to see the boys and they, it was like two in the morning and they were, they looked kind of frightened, but they were watching, oh, Danny said it the other day. The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. They watched it like a ton of times and they were watching it. And I just remember hugging them and saying, I don't even remember what I said, but I, I do. Sometimes I remember things and sometimes I don't, but right now I don't. But Danny says that I said, I'm going to take care of you. I don't remember saying that, but, and yeah, was that good? I mean, so what is your grieving like? Oh, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you can even explain it. Oh, well, I mean, when you lose, you know, someone that important in your life. Yeah. I'm sure we can all, I mean, not want to imagine, but imagine. But it's important too. Mm-hmm. And I even know that, you know, what happened was David was feeling very angry with my sister. Mm-hmm. I really loved David. In the years leading up to that, Shannon changed a lot about her life. She started running and adopting all these awesome healthy habits. And he, instead of being supportive, kind of went, he just got a little bit, I don't even know, I guess resentful of her. You can call them successes or Mm -hmm. positive changes. And they just started drifting apart. And one thing led to another. And like today where I stand, I cannot imagine going through that with Doug, my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a, a good guy. He struggled with depression and he was medicated for it for a period of time. And when he didn't take his medicine, things weren't as good. I mean, he was not in his right mind. 
he took Connor and Danny out to dinner, mm-hmm. brought them back to my parents' house. Shannon came down from upstairs and my parents were there and Connor and Danny came in and sat down and David said, I need to use the bathroom. And he went in and he came out. And I know that at one time I know exactly what he said and I'm sure it's in some newspaper article or something, but he just started shooting at my sister and then he turned the gun on himself. And I think about it a lot. He could have taken them all Mm -hmm. and I could not do my life now without all four of them. Right. Connor and Danny. And I'll talk about that more maybe, but in my mom and my dad, I mean, we are literally, um, an everyday team Mm -hmm. and I just, I, I know that I'm going to lose them someday. And this has brought that fact to the forefront for me, but I don't, like you say, like I definitely suppress it. And that is, that is what my grief is like very early. on. I mean, really in the beginning, I cried a lot and it was totally justified and nobody blamed me. And then I got really busy in a way that I was unfamiliar with. And that sort of took up some of the grieving space. Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember the very early days, but I remember we so things happened lightning fast we had a prayer service the next day and my other sister and her family were in Florida and they flew back so Janet and I didn't see each other until the prayer service the next day and that was a scene I remember that so there's our our um what is it our church our parish my now parish wasn't then but where my sister Janet was the vice principal and Shannon was the second grade teacher um they all embraced us and loved us and just were devastated. And you see little boys and girls crying for their teacher. Mm -hmm. And you see Connor and Danny's friends crying for their friends. Like, I'll never forget that. That was tough. Like some of these kids, now Connor is 15 and he's got these friends who are like big and play football in high school. And I remember, you know, that was really hard for them. And it kind of made me feel like, so much less alone yes but also like I don't even know what they're going through Mm -hmm. like this is my sister but my mom lost her daughter my dad lost his daughter my other sister lost her sister everybody in a different capacity but so my grief kind of definitely comes sporadically Mm -hmm. sometimes it's when I'm angry like if a new Mexican restaurant pops up and I know she'd love it or I can't like tell her Mm -hmm. or the first time that I had like a real breakdown was really sadly after the first date that Doug and I had after we took the boys and got our new house and relocated. And I think I drank a little too much and I think that I didn't need to do that, but I definitely needed what came next. And he couldn't even get me out of the car. My parents had to come over and that was kind of embarrassing, but it also my, it sobered me up (laughs) and my mom was like, I'm so glad to see this because I worry about you and you know you find out things like my mom didn't know a lot of things because she's my sister she's going to tell me things she doesn't tell my mom and she told my mom a lot of things she didn't tell me so and Janet and Shannon worked together they saw each other every day and so together we can kind of build anything that we were maybe missing out on and we know that Shannon would be okay with that Mm -hmm. and that's been helpful but 
I guess to answer your question that you asked me a year ago, <laughs> my grief, it goes like waves mm-hmm. and I am, there is not a day that goes by that I don't wake up and it's the first thing I think about. Not yet. But I got a card after we got our house from the most amazing family who's still one of the most amazing families in our lives. And it read, um, she loved strong, but her love lives on. And then she wrote about how grief is the price of love. And I've used that a lot for trying to help other people when they're, you know, going through something tough. But, um, if it's the price of love, then I don't, I don't want to necessarily suppress it, but I don't think that I will really deal with it until I lose my parents. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I've really even started, but I think I'm doing it in the most most healthy way I can. And we went to counseling for two years. And so definitely I'm able to process it. I, I know that the answer is not to be mad or angry or try and go back in time or be mad at David. I know that none of that's going to solve anything. So um, sometimes though, when things get really hard in terms of just like being a mom to Connor and Danny and my now three kids, cause we had another one. Um, but I get mad. Like, why did he do this? Mm-hmm. Like, why actually why and then there are days when I don't think I could have my three without those two Mm -hmm. they help me so much right so yeah well like (laughs) you said it basically overnight you went from two kids to four kids how do the boys handle what happened in the early times and then now today totally different yeah yeah but also I don't even totally know, mm-hmm. but, and they're both very different. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you know the boys, then you're laughing. And if you don't, then just imagine two brothers who couldn't be more different from each other. Mm-hmm. They obviously have a couple similar interests, but they're so different. And so from the very beginning, the when this all happened, my cousin Laura had previously worked at this amazing place in Indy, north of Indy in um, Noblesville, that she asked her friend to come and be with the boys. And she is a person who helps children and families who go through domestic violence. So this person, who we didn't know, came. And so the boys felt really safe with this woman who would then be their counselor. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. And the counseling days were at the beginning, they went like twice a week and then it kind of slowed down to once a week and then they quote unquote graduated, but they're always welcome back. Um, Danny, who was eight, when I think about that, the fact that Ryan will turn eight in September, it's really hard to wrap my head around because Ryan's still a baby Mm -hmm. to me. And Danny was my sister's baby. I mean, I she loved them more than, I mean, you, if you're a parent, then you know, but she really freaking loved those boys. And so Danny was, he lashed out a lot and he would throw himself on the driveway and our dear friend and football coach had to peel him off for practice or he would just throw a fit or he would just miss mom and dad and cry. And that, 
but that didn't last for that long. I feel Mm -hmm. like just a couple months of some really intense stuff. And I remember like, kind of like when when you're really tired and you're like, how am I going to get through this day? I kind of was like, how am I going to get through this life? Because Mm -hmm. poor Danny, but it slowly got better. And Connor has been much more quiet always, but and I mean, I knew my nephews in the way that any aunt knows their nephews, but I didn't know like, do they like mustard or mayonnaise or neither or both or what kind of chip would they order at Subway or, and those were the things that I like, I was like upset about in the beginning. I would not think about my sister and think about these things and just try focus on them. So it's silly that I don't really remember as much as I should, but Danny talks very openly with me about them and blows my mind when his friend loses his dog and how sad he is for his friend and the things he says about, oh, I would, I just, I remember losing Scrummy. That was the worst day of my life. I mean, kids mm-hmm. are pretty cool mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And Connor hasn't really opened up and kind of walks away if I bring it up. But I know that he values the fact that there is no bashing of his father. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. Yeah. So they they may have a long, hard road ahead. But I on one of my first appointments with my counselor, I was crying about what am I going to write Connor for his senior retreat letter. Like Shannon doesn't get to write him a senior retreat letter. It was like one of my first things. And she was like, well, he's 10. And so that's <laughs> eight years away. But here we are. It's been five years. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, you, you, honey, you can just take one day at a time. And these boys, they might be fine forever or they might need some real help someday. But just be there and love them. And that is the best you can do. So I that's what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colleen did get pregnant shortly after (laughs) Shannon passed away and tell us about that and how did that make you guys feel like more of a family versus an aunt versus nephews relationship altogether? David was mixed. So his dad was African-American. His mom is from Thailand so he's kind I, I always we always said like he's kind of like a Tiger Woods mix. Okay. And Shannon looked like me with blue eyes and real blonde hair. So uh, I remember really early on Danny was like, okay, now you know, like people always asked mom if we were adopted. And so they're gonna ask you that too. And so I mean that was hard. That was hard for me. That's that ties into a lot about with our business and obviously, but, um, I didn't want him to feel that way, but it also kind of comforted me because they would ask my sister anyway. And so now it's a little bit like, so now what's your husband or, Mm -hmm. and when I say I have five kids, the people are like, wow, you look so good (laughs) (laughs) or you're so young. And it just kind of depends on the day or the circumstance or like, how close do I want to be with this person? Mm -hmm. But Sometimes I just let it be and say, thanks so much. Um, or sometimes 
I'm like, oh, it's a long story. Or sometimes I'm like, well, it really depends. But we, let's just say I always wanted a lot of kids and Doug wanted like two and then we had five. Yeah, Doug couldn't believe it. And, but it was happening and it did. It happened and along the way, I got my hair done by my friend who never found out the gender of any of her babies. And she was like, I know you won't do it, Omalia, but I wish you would because it's the best to not know. And I was like, well, I don't like to be told that I would never. I'm going to do it. If you say it's the best, I'm going to do it. And I called my mom and my mom was like, there's no way you're going to do that. And then that made me want to do it even more. And my dad, my sweet adorable father never wanted to know the gender of any grandchild and whether or not my sisters or I told him and he was able to like la 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 cover his ears someone would say oh here Danny here you're getting a new grandson or so every time he always found out and I thought this is the this is his last chance so he didn't find out and along the nine month path talked a bit about if it's a boy if it's a girl and one day Danny was like if it's a girl we should name her Shannon. And I was kind of like, um, I'm not sure about that. So I said something to my mom and my mom was, it was really, really, I could tell she was really struggling with her thoughts, but she was like, I mean, I think that would be so beautiful, but would that be healthy for the boys? And so then I asked the counselor. So then we redirected it and we brought Connor and Danny in and we talked about now, We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but let's just be prepared if it is. We're thinking this. It was Danny's idea. What do you guys think? And they both loved it. Nonetheless, it was a girl. And the doctor who delivered Shannon was not my doctor, but knew our story. And it was very emotional and it was very beautiful. And the pictures are pretty good. They're great. My lifelong friend Lauren took. They're like, will always be my favorite. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, Shannon... Lynn Lynn is after Janet's middle name and um she's gonna be four in August mm-hmm. so it was almost one year exactly after Shannon died July or July 27th and then August 7th and Connor and Danny to say they are in <laughs> love with Shannon is an understatement do you feel like that moment was like we are a family of seven now and like I do made it more united than if you didn't I do. have her. I do. And I worried about that a lot about them feeling like I love Ryan and Maddie more because nothing can really prepare you for adoption, mm-hmm. no matter the circumstances. And I, I don't know if people who adopt feel this way, but it just happens so naturally that mm-hmm. they went from being my nephews to being mine mm-hmm. in just this really unexplainable way. But did they feel that way? I mean, Connor still calls me Aunt Coco and Danny, he mainly calls me mom or he, or moms, mm-hmm. but Danny needed that mom mm-hmm. in his life and I became that and he was at that age and he's also Danny and Connor is Connor and um, yeah. Did I answer the question? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it did because it's something we all shared and Ryan and Maddie, Ryan knows a little bit, Maddie's five gonna be six Shannon's almost four the day I tell them Connor and Danny aren't your like I don't I haven't even thought about that Mm -hmm. it's just these are my five kids and right I think Shannon didn't seal the deal but I think it probably made the boys feel more included to be Mm -hmm. a part of it 
Do Connor and Danny ask about their parents? Of course, they were so much younger when they passed. Or, you know, talk about them now and try to remember things from five years ago? Okay, well, I have to mention, yes, Connor does not. Danny does. I mean, he, he takes, even if he heard it, he feels like he was a part of it if it's a memory about them. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like, remember that time or that story you told me? Or he'll talk about his mom or his dad or he'll tell. He talks about his dad more than he talks about Shannon. Mm-hmm. I think I probably talk about Shannon so much. It's so important to me that she lives on in that way. And so, but um, very early on, as Mama said, tease the this awesome woman. Do you remember? Kindness you. Oh, mm -hmm. reached out to us in a DM. She was like, I know we've never met, but I read your story. And I think it was her best friend was the me Mm -hmm. whose sister and that. So I was like, oh, so it's kind of like a reflection of that. And she told me about this amazing nonprofit foundation called Family Lives On. Mm -hmm. So before Christmas that first year, we had this Skype phone call with these amazing people from Family Lives On. It's in Philadelphia. And what it is, is it's a program for children who lose a parent, or in our case, both parents, to celebrate memories by continuing those traditions with the people who they have now. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, at least they have their other parent or whatever. But in our case, sometimes I feel like Connor and Danny gained so much because I mean, really, it's only you can only look at it that way. They have two people who really love each other that are raising them now and mama and pop up and the friends and family and community of people surrounding them. And, um, the, and my husband's parents, who were always kind of like a second set of grandparents anyway, but have really stepped into that role. And I'm so thankful to them. Um, but family lives on. Ask them a bunch of questions. And twice a year, they get um, a package in memory or in honor of Shannon and David. And this past year, they asked me for pictures. So they sent pictures. And it was the first time they ever did that. That was really cool. They sent pictures to Danny of Danny and his mom mm-hmm. and to Connor of Connor and his mom. And then in the fall is their David tradition package. And, you know, they've changed. Mm-hmm. So Danny's used to be about rugby because his dad liked rugby. And then he said... On one of our calls, I don't really like rugby anymore. I, I like lacrosse better. And I feel like my dad would be cool with that. So, <laughs> and and I felt like I, that was really honest and great. And that's what David would want. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome. And so in that, that's the, that's the coolest way. But I think that they know I'm, I usually have a story ready if it's important. And on Mother's Day, I, every year want to make sure like, you know, how much your mom loved you and. Father's Day and things like that. Their birthdays. Yeah. So. Make yeah. It special. Yeah. When you said that, you know, the only way you can look at it is the bright side. But then in the beginning when you said the gas station. <laughs> I where know. I'm so embarrassed. I was I, never going to be happy at a gas station <laughs> Have again. I ever told you that before? No. Oh. No. How did you, do you, get to that place where you could be grateful and see positives instead of being, you know, stuck in anger and yeah. sadness. Um, so I think 
I mean, I was born 10 years after Shannon, 14 years after Janet. And I always kind of felt like I had three moms and I always kind of, and I was the only one that didn't go into education. I'm the only one with brown eyes and all those things, they didn't bother me, but they did make me question like, what am I supposed to do? And I think it started with when you said, let's make a t-shirt in honor of your sister and raise money for the boys. I realized like I knew I, I didn't, I was not in denial for, I don't think at all. I didn't try to go back. I knew the only way that I, that Shannon can still be in my life is if I honor her. Mm -hmm. So this company for sure, Mm -hmm. definitely my amazing husband and his willingness to literally like take his vows, vows, vows so seriously for better or for the worst. Just he, he just followed my heart, which he is just a good person. Sometimes I have to remind myself of that when we're doing life and he bugs me, but he really is. And I think your true colors are always going to come out. And another thing is that ironically, Shannon and I always had these jokes about like have a heart of gold and do our accents and look at the glass half full. And, and now I wish I could talk to her about how it's refillable and like the conversations that we would have. And, um, so I think I, I do, I have my moments or I might stumble across a card and lock myself in my closet for a long time or whatever. But I, she lost her life so suddenly and so tragically and not to say that that's going to happen to me, but anything could. And so I, I want, I want to be remembered for being a person who turned something really bad into a new normal. And it's not always good, but I want my kids to have the best life that they can. And I have brown eyes because so do Connor and Danny. Oh. And so do all five of my kids. I love that. Which is kind of cool. And I always thought that it was kind of cool that Doug and Colleen reflect Connor and Danny like a mirror. And so little teeny tiny silly things like that have helped along the way. And they still come up, these little signs. And obviously very strong faith. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you believe that Shannon thought about what her legacy was. But even if she didn't or did do you believe she was living it I I 100% believe she was living it mm-hmm. I'm sure that if she were given another chance there might be things she'd do differently but off the top of my head I, I mean if she knew like this is gonna happen would she have stayed with him no I I don't know I think there would have been other things that would have happened. I think, you know, we could talk a long time about how did he get that gun and, and, but yeah, no, no regrets. No, I don't have any regrets. I think that's another way that I can grieve so casually, Mm -hmm. if you will, is because I have no regrets where my relationship with her was I mean I miss her I miss so much about her but I was the best sister I could be and she was the best sister she could be Mm -hmm. 
So that, that will always be helpful for me Mm -hmm. dealing with my feelings. And I think now knowing that life is so short, Mm -hmm. does it help you with all other relationships in your life and with the boys relationships to really not take things for granted and, you know, not have regrets when it comes to other people and moments in your life, you know? Yeah, it, it does. But sometimes I have to really remember Mm -hmm. because I'm human and because I get frustrated and I think it's really, it's not good, but it, it's helpful to think about all I have lost and remember that anyone could be taken from me at any time. I don't like to think about that, but I do think between that and then getting a dog, and that sounds really silly, and it's only been a couple months, but I feel like I'm a more compassionate person. Mm-hmm. Sorry I had to add her in there. She's part of the family. She's part of the family. And Shannon would really want the boys to have a dog. So I, I tell myself that too. <laughs> She's precious. But I think it's helped me be an all-round better person. Sometimes I, I forget to be as good as I can. Yeah, I believe so many people who have now heard your story are probably often guilty of hearing something on the news and saying, oh, that would never happen to me or, you know, I feel bad for that person, but I can't imagine it. I won't put myself in their shoes. Right. I mean, that's been my whole life because you know about my fascination with crazy things that happen to people. And not that I am happy that those things happen, but I am so fascinated but Mm -hmm. can't relate at all. Mm -hmm. And then it happens to my family. Right. And, and, this is just another story that someone can hear and tell themselves, but that would never happen to me. But I have met so many people virtually and, and, and it doesn't have to be a murder suicide. It, it can be any way that you lose someone, but I I'm in this club with other people that I wouldn't know otherwise. And I'm here to tell you it, it could happen. I mean, you could lose someone and it could be a car accident. It could be cancer, but not the kind that just, you know, is like a slow, but steady. And you just never know. And, and I, I don't know if given the choice, if someone were to say, well, if you, you know, if she had three months and you knew that would that, I don't know. I don't think that would have been my choice. might've been if I had regrets, but I don't. Do you feel like you and this horrible situation have been an inspiration in a reverse way? You know, I hope so. Live every moment and leave their own legacy behind. I hope so. I mean, I think our goal of helping people feel less alone mm-hmm. is it just devastates loneliness and cruelty and all of those things devastate me always have. Mm -hmm. And I think that even if you cannot relate to my story or if you can't imagine it, you have your stuff. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's kind of the whole point. Nobody who doesn't know me would look at me and think she at one time woke up and thought, I can't get out of bed today. I don't have anything to live for. But that did happen to me. You just want to know it. And so it's a whole, no, don't judge a book by its cover and all the things that we talk about. I can always, I can always relate it back to, to this and then why it's so important for me to try to be as kind a person as I can and then spread the importance of kindness to others with you. I'm just lucky that you're as passionate about it as I am. Certainly. (laughs) Certainly am. (laughs) Otherwise, what you doing? I know. So what is the legacy you are going to leave behind? That I want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's loaded. Okay. I mean, I want to be remembered for the same things that Shannon is remembered for. I definitely do not have as pretty of a smile, but nonetheless, I want people to remember that I was happy and that I tried to make other people happy and that I really loved my family, my mom, my dad, my sisters, my husband, my children, my extended family, my friends, all the people in my life. I think I want to leave a legacy that there's no such thing as having too much passion for something. You can take something too far, but just like live your whole life the way that makes you feel the most alive. Mm. And so if that's being super dorky about Harry Potter, (laughs) then that's fine. (laughs) But whatever it is, just I, I want people to remember that I... I, I lost my dearest friend, my person, but she lived such a beautiful life and inspired me to want to do that for not just me, but for her too, because she was 40. I'm 35 now, and so before I know it, I'm going to be where she left off, and now I have a big job to do for both of us, and I'm putting that on myself. I know she would never put that on me, but... I want that. I want to do that. And there was no will and there was no way, no note, no nothing. But I know that she would want me to have the boys. I know how much she loved Doug. She sent me a text about a week before, after Zachary died, before she died. I was really annoyed with Doug. And she sent me this text about him and how amazing he was and how helpful and how I am not to take him for granted. And I just, little things like that let me believe like I'm living God's purpose for me mm-hmm. and for the people that count on me. I love that. I think you definitely are. And I hope all of you listening can go out today and really think about the legacy you want to leave behind. And are you living your life in that way? Are you measuring up to what you really want to be remembered by? Yeah. And thank you. Oh, you're welcome. For being so open and vulnerable. Definitely. I'm not listening to this one. letting everyone in on this to hopefully inspire them to, you know, go out into the world. Love love who you love. Don't forget to tell them that you love them. Mm. And um, if you want to have a Shannon kind of day, there's a whole list of things that you can do. But honestly, look at the glass half full or fuller. Yeah. And just try to make the best of, of every moment of your life.